Hey there, welcome back to another episode with me, Abby Bolt. I am just wanting to say hello, happy new year, welcome to 2020, and I am seriously looking forward to all of the upcoming content that we have for this year. Now, who doesn't love to fill their holidays and their new year season with moving? I mean, I don't know about you, but it's <clears throat> totally one of my most favorite things. Yeah, not quite. But I've been moving things from basically one storage unit to another, and I decided to excess some stuff. So that means going through boxes. And of course, for me, it always means pausing every five minutes to go through old pictures, find old, you know, letters, all kinds of things. I mean, I found so much stuff that I haven't taken time to go back through all of the different times that I've moved in my career. And I came across something that I... I kind of think I might have written it when I was on ski patrol in the winter, but I can't remember for sure. And I was breezing through it. I haven't even read it all yet. And I'm going to read it for the first time in 20 years right here with you. I can just see that it it very much looks like something that ties into where I'm at right now, reflecting back on my career as a woman in firefighting. So what is in it, I can't completely promise you. Uh, Bear with me. But also keep in mind, I was probably 19 or 20, maybe 21 when I wrote this. And gosh, I don't know. So I'm not even sure what I did with it. Like if I just wrote it for myself, if I submitted to, to something, maybe it was for a college class. I'm not quite sure. So anyway, enjoy this, you know, um, but don't make fun of me. Let's just see where it takes us. One thing is for sure that it's transparent. It's true. It's definitely um, a piece of my personal life, it looks like. And I don't think it has any names in it, though. (laughs) I don't. I think it just references um, people. Maybe it does reference crews and agencies in here. But either way, let's just see what it has to say. So I titled it Among Men. I come from a small town with a lot of Forest Service and BLM stations. While growing up there were a lot of kids that had parents who lived the fire life, and they soon followed. After high school, I was not sure what I wanted to do. I knew I needed to go to college, but I just did not have my heart set on a certain career. Because of that, my motivation was not high. Fire careers did always interest me, though. As a young girl, I remember seeing a woman on a hotshot crew. I thought, wow. I wish I could do that someday. And side note, um, off of my writing here, looking back, that was Karen Kupta. She, if you know her in the wildland world, she's a great gal. And I remember the day that I saw her running with the hotshot crew and I was just like, wow. But just like everyone else, I thought I was just a girl and that would never happen. I was taking regular classes at the local junior college and decided to throw in for a fire science class, just to have a little variety. I could not have remembered being that excited about ever going to a class. I looked forward to it every time. It was so interesting and exciting to me. I actually started to believe that even if I was just a girl, maybe I really could do fire. I found a way to get my basic 32 training and started to look for a good rookie job. Maybe a fuels crew would be a good start. Come to find out, there was a position on a local hotshot crew. Yeah, right. A rookie girl on a shot crew? I don't think so. The Forest Service supervisor who had given me my training kept encouraging me to apply. 
I finally gave in, thinking there might be a chance. I applied, interviewed, and to my surprise, was offered a job. The crew consisted of 20 other men. I was so nervous. I never before had faced those types of challenges. I, I was surrounded by men who didn't know what to think of me. Some were inviting. Others wouldn't even look at me. I, I was new, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Guidance was needed from my peers, but only, were, only a few were willing to offer. My boyfriend at the time made it plain that he did not approve of me working with all these men. There was no way I was going to let his jealousy discourage me. Being on this crew was one of the hardest things that I had ever done. I'm not talking about the physical challenges. I'm talking about the mental ones put on me by the guys who did not want me there. It was all the typical put-downs. Name-calling, pushing me while we were out a lot, while we were lined out, throwing things at me, just making crude statements to see if they could get me to cry. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't cry. And I wouldn't leave. There were those who were my friends. They would also laugh when a joke was made. I think some of them were just mad because they couldn't have their playboys on the buggies while I was there, even though many of them did. There was one guy who would shove the pictures in my face, but I would just close my eyes like nothing was happening. That would really make him mad. I will admit it. When I came to the crew, I was not a very good hiker. I had never hiked like that before. But later in the season, when I passed eight of them on our PT run, they were the ones that were made fun of. One of our mod leaders even made the eight guys run an extra mile because a girl passed them. That really made me smile inside. I had one guy even tell me that the reason he would hardly talk to me was because the fear of having the rest of the crew make, him, make fun of him. I found it hard to believe that a grown man was that affected by peer pressure. Toward the end of the season, a couple of crew members realized what I was going through. Their apologies, though late, were greatly appreciated. At our last fire this season, those same guys started noticing a certain member of the crew who was treating me unexceptionally cruel. Some hazing, though it's not, let's see, what did I say here? Some hazing, though it's not right as expected. This was beyond that. His actions were ridiculous. We were all at lunch one day, and I was sitting in a seat that he thought he should be sitting in to be closer to all of his buddies. In front of the whole crew, he called me a disgusting name. I was so used to this from him that it didn't even stun me. One of the guys who apologized earlier jumped up and got in his face. What do you think you're doing? You can't talk to her like that. You have absolutely no reason to. I could not believe that one of them were actually defending me. Another continued with, hey man, don't you know you can be sued for crap like that? The accused member only replied with, so what? I would never go that far. I didn't need a court case to prove myself to a bunch of men. I like my job. I liked it so much that I even thought about having it as a career, and I was planning to go back to the same crew the next season until a friend of mine mentioned applying for the Keen Flight Crew, Helicopter 555, Triple Nickel. It's an interagency flight crew, half BLM and half Kern County Fire Department. Very unique. I definitely did not think I could get a job there. Everyone wanted to be on Triple Nickel. I thought, heck, why not? I didn't think I'd be able to get on a shot crew either. Once I applied, interview, and like everyone else does, called the soup. And like everyone else does, called the soup all the time to let him know that I really wanted the job. I anxiously awaited the phone call and it finally came. I had gotten the job. I was so excited everyone wanted to be on this crew and I made it. I just knew it would be the same old thing. 
a bunch of guys who didn't want me there. I was wrong. They became the greatest bunch of guys I ever knew. They were all so positive. I was not treated like some girl. I was treated like one of the crew members. There were never any put-downs, well, maybe joking ones, but only in fun. When we would go on our hikes in the morning, we would yell out things like, Go, Keen! Good job, Saws! Just like any team would. Never things to put each other down. If someone was having a bad hike day, they would just encourage him or her to push harder to the top. Being on this crew made me really appreciate working with men. I grew to care for them like family. They were the big brothers I never had. I proved to them that I could work just as hard as they could. When I became one of the saws, they didn't know what to think. As a woman on a fire crew, it is very challenging, but it is the best move I ever made. I finally know what I want to do with the rest of my life. To all those women out there, don't let those guys get you down. And guys, don't underestimate the women you work beside. Give them a chance. They could inspire you. Abby Bolt, Keen Flight Crew. So that was like 20 or 21 years ago. Just hearing, um, gosh, there's so many memories of that. Like there's so many details that I left out and so much stuff. But um, the part where I said, as a woman on a fire crew, it was very challenging but it's the best move I ever made. And I finally know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Crap. I didn't know that reading this was going to hit me like that. It's just that looking back at my such younger self, like back before I was even old enough to drink, just the inspiration and the feeling of being in fire and, and having those experiences that made me realize what I wanted to do as a career. God, that's valuable. It's so valuable. And it wasn't because it was easy. Still not easy. And look what I've had to do to stand up for myself and for others. I had to give a lot of things up. And I look back at just, gosh, like when you're just a ground pounder in the beginning and you're not even allowed to touch a radio and you just shut up and dig and Take in the scenery and take in the experiences and the hard work and the sweat and the blood and the tears and the salt in your eyes. And just that feeling of that, that beginning and that innocence and the appreciation for the little things. I miss that. I miss those years. The years before laptops and paperwork and supervision and performance appraisals that didn't make any sense. I miss those years. I really do. The ones where you would just sit down on the line and just BS with your buddies and pay somebody money to eat a bug. (laughs) Like, those were the good days. You know, the further you get into your career, the more you might get paid like 20 cents more, but God, you got to put up with so much stuff with HR and ER and complaints and it becomes so much less about fighting fire than it does about managing people. While I love managing people and leading and guiding and taking care of others, God, I miss just the firefighting. I think later in my career, that was the tougher part was it's like, you don't feel like you're actually fighting fire anymore. You're putting out all these spot fires that have nothing to do with it. We could all just go back and be rookies again. I think it would serve us all pretty well. 
Well, thank you for listening to my little flashback to my early career pieces. And I don't know why I felt the need to share that. I just couldn't believe that I found it. And I felt like it was so connected to my life in the last few years. And it's kind of crazy to imagine. In fact, I I just kind of had a flashback about when I wrote it. And I think it was a day when I was on Mammoth Ski Patrol and I was sitting in the lodge. I think I had lodge duty that day to take in the injuries that walked in. And I kind of remember now writing it, waiting for the next season. Well, thank you. Thanks for taking this memory jog back with me. And just to repeat the last sentence, and to think that this is what I was envisioning in my first years and what I am preaching so hard now in my later years. To all of those women out there, don't let those guys get you down. And guys, don't underestimate the women you work beside. Give them a chance. They could surprise you. With that, you guys choose the hard right over easy silence and have an excellent day.